0: Hi everyone, my name is Benno Papari, and this is the Songwriters on Process podcast. Since 2010, I've interviewed over 300 songwriters about, well, their songwriting process. I don't care about favorite cities, tour stories, favorite foods, or anything like that. My goal has always been to treat songwriters the same way that we treat poets and more traditional prose writers. They are writers, plain and simple. In these interviews, we go deep into the specifics of the writing process. This is no, hey, do you start with the lyrics of the music type of interview. Now, a little bit about me. I'm not a songwriter. In fact, I've never written a song in my life. I have a PhD in English language and literature, and I'm a former academic. So as a prose writer, I enjoy exploring how my process intersects with those of songwriters. This is an intelligent conversation about writing between two writers. And that, of course, means we talk a lot about books. The site features interviews across all genres, from metal to jazz, from country to that big category known as indie. You'll find a couple of A-list actors on the site and several members of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as well. Now, I select songwriters to interview uh, who fit into one of two categories. One, do I listen to them already? And two, if I don't, would they make for a compelling and intelligent interview? You can find these interviews across all podcast platforms, as well as at songwritersonpodcast.com. Do you have an idea for an interview or a comment about the site? Hit me up at ben at songwritersonprocess.com. Thanks for listening and enjoy. And today's podcast is with Jamie Wyatt. Uh, Wyatt's latest album is called Feel Good. It is fantastic. It was produced by Adrian Casada of the Black Pumas. Casada is also uh, on the podcast. I believe that interview was a couple of years ago, so check that out. But anyway, more for uh, more about Jamie Wyatt. Um, I've been a Jamie Wyatt fan for a while. I I'm gonna say I heard her. I don't know maybe four or five years ago, I think, on Sirius XM Outlaw Country. And um, one of those voices that's just so unique. And I uh, kind of fell in love with her music immediately. So um, this was a, a lot of fun to talk to her. We had a great time. And I'm a fan of anyone who is a fan of E.E. E. Cummings. Uh, well, my gosh, I, I could probably count on half a hand the number of songwriters who have mentioned E.E. E. Cummings as... One of their favorite poets, and I we I could talk forever about that, but um, we talked about uh, our shared love for one of the best love poems ever by E, e. Cummings, somewhere I have never traveled gladly beyond. Uh, but anyway, she's a big fan of Cummings, and we talked about the influence the poetry has in her work as well. Um, but uh, she also said something interesting. that was when she's blocked. Uh, When I'm blocked, it's because I'm blocked my personal growth. And we mentioned the impact that that has on her songwriting as well. But again, wow. uh, You know, I love the, the, uh, I think it was a couple of months ago I saw on her Instagram page, um, uh, I'm not going to quote directly, but something about how she was a lover of language and a lover of words. When I saw that, I knew that this was going to be a great conversation. And it was. Uh, Anyway. Um, so Wyatt's latest latest album again is called Feel Good and it is out, it is out now. So check it out. And now to my interview with Jamie Wyatt. Well, listen, I always start with are you, you know, in your normal process, are you kind of an everyday writer type of thing or only write when the mood strikes? I find that songwriters tend to some of them say don't force it, others say no matter how bad it is. You got to get it out every day in some fashion. So, where do you sit in that?
1: Um, I mean, songwriting every day would be a luxury to me, but um, I do some sort of writing every day in journal form or in notes on my phone. Mostly, I, yeah, I do move when the muse talks to me but mostly that that muse is always talking
0: yeah so do you do you do do you write uh do journal writing every day
1: yeah yeah day or night something even if it's just a gratitude list
0: yeah and is that do you have a specific you know is it just for do you have a number of minutes or words or anything like that or is this kind of like i'll just write and see how far it takes me
1: Um, I'll write and see how far it takes me. I think, uh, again, if I had uh, the luxury of time, my my goal is to develop certain routines. And when I'm in writing mode for an album, um, I'm definitely in a more disciplined routine, um, which is mostly just uh, keeping whatever idea I'm working on going through my mind, um, the musical elements keeping that like in my head and then going to do other things. And when I go to do other mindless tasks is when I get my answers. Usually.
0: I was going to ask that later on, because that always comes up. Um, But no, I want to talk about it now because the number of songwriters who tell me that they get song ideas um, when they're performing those mindless tasks. So, I've heard everything from folding clothes to vacuuming to walking. you know, I, I think it's funny because yeah. during the pandemic, at least, I think when people were inside the 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 number of times people got song ideas doing mundane activities, um, and agatha Agatha yeah. Christie, the writer, once said they she gets her best ideas. The best idea to write a book is when you're doing the dishes. Um mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. uh, yeah. so, <laughs> yeah. And there, I remember there was an article in the Washington Post about how we get our best ideas in the shower. It was like in the past year. And that's kind of that. I think that same thing is when we're not okay. thinking about. Yeah. But I think it's more like when we're not thinking about those things, that's when they come to us. So mm-hmm. I'd love I think to hear when we're that.
1: relaxed, too. I think it has something to do with relaxation. Um, I'll tell you, under times of stress or duress, uh, I'm not writing as much. The muse is not able to talk. Um, but. You know, it's fine. So a moment like in the shower or on a walk, that's that's to me, that's relaxation. Um, and 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 even mindless tasks are relaxing, right? Because they're routines. And they're when like I think when like I don't know much about psychology, but I'm like, I think that's when maybe executive functioning maybe like quiets for a moment. And um and then yeah, and then those those great ideas come through. Yeah, shower's great. Love, riding bikes, walking, uh, the gym, whatnot, but I can get just new ideas if I do that without a focus. Right. So usually that's why I'm like, if I'm in writing mode for an album, like I was, uh, this latest album, you know, I was like, I try and start the day with, with the voice memo that I've got the latest working tape work tape. Um, and I'll play that in the morning and try and take that with me through the day um doesn't mean that I don't listen to other things, because I will. And then I'll go back to the recording and be like, oh yeah, it's like this. And then I need to, you know, and I'll start kind of brainstorming. a uh, driving is great. Another task that, you know, for a touring musician, um, my like myself, that that's been really helpful. Um, but also I don't know, <laughs> I don't know, like I'm very ADHD, so I, I don't know how like normal people work with it, uh, but I do know that these these things um that are relaxing and stuff uh definitely bring out the muse and help solve the puzzle right the ongoing puzzle
0: that the song is what i understand at least from what i've read is that it's because when you're not your mind doesn't have to focus on doing something the the unconscious kind of takes over when the conscious mind Mm -hmm. you don't have to you know you can vacuum in your sleep almost you know you can do there those mundane activities um But I guess my question to you is, do you, okay, so do you put yourself in those mundane activities deliberately to try to get those ideas, if that makes sense?
1: Uh, yeah, definitely. I'm more so that I just like, I always have things to do. So when I'm working on a song, I'm like, okay, well, you're going to put it in your brain and then we're going to go do the things we have to do. Um, and and just now with a lot of experience, I can trust that my brain is working on that with while doing other tasks. Um, it, I mean, I, I don't know if it's exactly when I'm writing. Okay, I will say this much: like I will deliberately go on a walk to come up with uh, the line that I'm searching for. Deliberately go on a walk. So maybe that that's like my go-to, um, especially if we're like. That's the hard thing too with co-writing. It's like, I always, I'm always like, okay, well, if we get stuck, are you game to go on a walk? <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. What?
1: <laughs> um,
0: yeah. So, because
1: yeah, forcing it is, forcing it can be uh, just that, forcing yeah. it and not,
0: you know,
1: not implementing or trying to m- implore the magic,
0: you know? So when, you have, when you're in a rut then, that's when you say, okay, I got to take a step away and maybe take a walk.
1: Yeah, but like ruts come up pretty easy though. I mean, yeah. I I'm a pretty prolific writer. I think I'm very productive. Uh like I wrote a lot more songs for this album than we actually cut. But so a rut is like I think you got to ask someone what their filter is, right? What's their standard? What's their filter? What are they trying to achieve? But for me, a rut can come up real easy because it's just like, "No, I don't want to take the easy way out here." Hmm. And go with the go-to, even though I do that sometimes as far as go-to rhyme schemes, go-to cliches. um, You know, it's just those times when I'm I'm trying to make a decision. I was like, oh, I'd like to be be clever here. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right.
0: Uh, Do you, when you go for those walks, because I do the exact same thing. Is there, is there a certain place that you, is there a route that you take? I mean, or do you feel, because I guess I feel like there are certain things I do that give me confidence, um, you know, and I know that I'm more likely to break through those things if I'm doing that quirky part of my process. So, yeah, so like, for example, I, I, this is where I do my work related stuff. Um, but I never write as a prose writer. I never write here. I go to another room. I never, I don't like to associate Mm -hmm. prose writing with where I do my work stuff or I'll never write and revise in the same chair. Like if I do right here, sure. I'll revise in that chair, in that chair behind me. Um, so I guess that doesn't mean, fair. yeah, but when it, so I guess my question is with the walking, mm-hmm. is there a route or do you say, I'm just going to walk and see where it takes me. I'm going to walk and see where it takes me. Yeah.
1: Um, because I don't want to think about anything. I just want to, I just want to be in the moment. Um yeah so so the maybe the root isn't as relevant to me but i did relate when you're talking about writing n- not writing choosing not to write at your desk where you complete like computer responsibility type work um and i can relate to that because i i do i start the process usually on pen to paper and um and voice memos with an instrument and then when i think that i've got enough like raw raw captures that's when i'll take it to a computer but also on that note um bed i know that if i'm really really trying to go somewhere uh meditation yes that's just daily anyways because i think that helps the muse. but also um I'll go to the bed (laughs) and I'll get under the covers and like maybe even try and fall asleep. I come up with a lot of great ideas or things that I like um, when I'm trying to fall asleep.
0: So there was an, um, and I've heard that too. Like we get song ideas, not necessarily when we're sleeping, but in that kind of haze right before we fall asleep. Uh, yeah. And you know, in that kind of moment when we just kind of it's like we're kind of dozing off, so do you is it that moment, or is it like fully in the middle of the night and you wake up and it's like, "Oh, I got that line, so where what part of the uh, <laughs> those, <wake up? laughs>
1: those epiphanies are a, a bit more seldom as in waking up in the night and and getting the idea um more so, yes, it's right before I fall asleep um and occasionally right when I wake up. Yeah, right. Especially with a deadline at hand, (laughs) right? Deadlines Um, are
0: good. Yeah, so it's funny because I I find deadlines. I will create a false deadline for myself. So um, a false deadline isn't oh um, you know write for an hour and see how far it takes me. It's like if I have a you know, social engagement at three, I won't start writing until two now, because I have to stop after an hour. Uh, I have to, there's no choice. Mm -hmm. And I, I go to travel a lot for work. We live in the DC area, but I go to New York city for work all the time. And I will get more done in that two hour, 45 minute train ride than if I sat here, because I know when that train pulls into New York city, I have to stop. There's no choice. So I Uh actually do that deliberately. So do you find that but it sounds like you write well under deadline too in those situations
1: i just my yes deadlines are very good um my writing sessions they stop when the magic stops i i i, I don't quite put a timer on it um i just know and maybe by being really self critical or uh, not just self critical but um Try to be a little bit unbiased when I listen back to my work, and, and and really have that filter as like no the emotional barometers something took me out of the moment. As soon as there's that word that takes me out of the moment, I'm like, okay, that's not it. Um, so usually that's when I that's when I stop or I'll work other parts over and then, and be like, okay, we still need to fix that part. And that's when we're going to walk away and come back to it.
0: And you said when the magic stops, I I feel like that would make me anxious if I stopped because I felt like I was running out of, you know, out of steam. But what you said, you stop when the magic stops, but that doesn't give you any, you feel good about that, right? There's no anxiety. Yeah. It's
1: just for the day. It's not, it's not, not coming back.
0: Gotcha. Okay.
1: It's just in that moment. But that's just from years of doing it this particular way. Um, I'm sure there's there's probably a better way, and I'm open to that.
0: <laughs> so when you finish a song, do you think that it's done? Do you give it deliberate distance? Um, I find for me that even a, a night's a one night's sleep and returning to something, um gives me a much more critical perspective. I find that if I finish something in the morning, look at it later that same day, it's still too precious. Um, I have a hard time, and I'm a, I'm a prose writer, not a songwriter, but I find that that's, okay. Okay. so it's very different. But I still find that if I look at something that same day, um, it's very hard for me. Like, it's still yeah. too close to me, but I find that, yeah. honestly, it's, if I, all it takes is one night's sleep, and I wake up, and it's amazing how much more efficient my editing process is. Um, yes. So I guess my question is, do you need distance? Is distance an important part for your process?
1: Yes, absolutely. Distance is is a part of the practice and deliberate. And uh, I can absolutely relate to what you're saying and finishing a song and um, wanting to give it um, an overnight or a day or even a couple of days. Um, I do, I I utilize my community quite a bit. I utilize certain people in my life that I send um, drafts of songs to. And, and then the best, the best thing that I've found over the years is I play the song for someone. Um, And, and then I can feel when there's an emotional drop at any point, like in not just, attention but like where their emotional investment got confused for a second Hmm. you know what i mean Uh, i can feel that that drop in energy or that drop in connection and then i know where the problem spots still lie
0: and then so you by physically playing in front of someone you can see kind of gauge their reaction is that well if
1: i play the play the recording
0: yeah yeah okay right yeah yeah.
1: yes and i can gauge their reaction and i really feel like i can i can hear or feel when the emotional connection if it's affected or in any way you know by any changes in the song
0: yeah do you you mentioned voice memos earlier so most of the songs start with a voice memo
1: yeah. Yeah. Before the iPhone, it was, I had a dictator, uh, a dictator. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had a, a, a,
0: what do you call them? Dicta- oh, right? I think it's like a dictation, uh, uh, like a, 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 gosh, micro they cassette recorder. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. We're going old yeah. school on that.
1: Yeah. 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 And then even for a while, cause I was trying to get away from technology. It was, I was, I went to Goodwill and bought like a a memo recorder that say journalists would use and i was using that for a minute um but yeah voice memos on on iphone um
0: (laughs) i have so many voice memos well that was going to be my next question so i i songwriters tell me there are thousands of voice memos and no organization at all to those memos so is there any sense of organization with those on your phone or you just kind of scroll through Mm. and say where is that memo i was looking for
1: Yeah, just scroll through and I drop them into um, my desktop computer. And uh, I do name my files pretty well. As far as the voice memos go, I'll name them. Even if it's just a progression, I want to describe the feel of the progression. So I usually say, you know, uh, descending chromatic movement down tempo, you know. Like I'll say things like that. Um, Or if it's like, or if it's just me singing, which is oftentimes the case too, singing into the phone, um, I'll give like either the first line I sang or some sort of thematic title. So then I I can scroll through. Like if I'm working on a new song, I've got tons of uh, journal entries in the notes section of my phone as well as in the voice memos. And so I kind of scroll through and I'm like, I look for the same themes. I look for themes that could fit with the current idea I'm working on as well. At one day, like one day, I dream about having a system around the voice memos. I really do. Uh, I dream about like having the time to like make a spreadsheet and um, and organize those voice memos by, by theme and by, temp- by um, feel and tempo groove or whatever so yeah yeah i i look forward to it if you know anyone that has a system
0: <laughs> I so i can tell you stories uh bj barm from american aquarium i interviewed him he okay. said this is like two years ago at that point uh-huh. it was a 20 page single spaced word document that he had and it was um okay. theme based it was like theme and emotions what was happy relationship, yeah. sad relationship he had all but he, it was he keeps a constant running document mm, um Lauren great. Lauren Mayberry from churches told me that she has an Excel spreadsheet of all those ideas so um they're out there There's some spreadsheet yeah uh, yeah
1: yeah. Uh-huh. yeah the dude from Weezer I guess has a pretty extensive uh spreadsheet uh system. It-
0: yeah. I just and, wonder
1: if I would even rebel from that, though. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm feral out here. I, I gotta be honest with you. So I was like, I, I dream of this, this spreadsheet, but that I probably would be like, that's unnatural and I rebel from it or something like that. You know what I mean? And I'm like,
0: <laughs> and I think you'd spend too much time trying to label those things. It's like, how do you label? Well, it's like when we label yeah. music and it's like, that's not indie. That's not all, whatever it is. And I feel like with that, The danger in that. I mean, I I do find that the advantage of kind of the disorganization is that as you're scrolling through, you may listen to something and say, wow, actually I was going to skip over this, but now that I hear it, maybe this works.
1: Yes. And I'm a fan of the happy accidents. I'm a fan of the, of the kismet approach and to um, be surprised by different songs or because then you do get a lot of that distance we're talking about because that's always, you know, will this melody stand the test of the time? Yeah, is this phrase, is this verse something people need to hear, right? And those are my personal goals and and gauges to content and um and lyrics and melody, you know. <laughs>
0: So with those voice memos, when the voice memos happened, you deliberately set them aside or are there times when you say, like, I just got to write this? Like, is how? I guess my question is, is there an urgency sometimes to, I've got to work with this right now. I can't let it wait.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, absolutely. I'm working on a song right now um, that I have, like, that I'm after we get off the phone that I'll be listening to. And this time I'll be listening and I'll be typing this one because i think it's actually like one of those songs that's quick enough like it 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 doesn't need a whole lot and that i achieved what i needed to yesterday and while improvising on recording was mainly just that i outlined uh melodic movements and i i like and i got a couple keeper lines that are that were really in the moment I would not have thought of unless I just got to the piano and doing the riff and, and riffing over it. Um, but, but mind you, this, this particular song I'm working on right now, there's a right hand lick on the piano that has taken me a year to be able to sing over. Wow. (laughs) But the point being that I feel like the achievement in that was exciting. And I'm like, I'm doing it, doing it. Um, (laughs) <laughs> so you know um i don't know there's something really valuable and talk about superstition but i've always tried to not learn covers hmm. uh when i was learning to play music and sing and stuff i didn't play a lot of covers i just wrote and i think that was good because now like i write with people that are, especially are really good guitar players they'll be like that's a zeppelin lift uh, riff and i'm like oh, find the recording let's hear it and we're <laughs> like no it ain't i mean yeah. yes, and key, <laughs> but um, you know but so there's that whole other element of of um you know the question of originality and i'm really grateful that i'm kind of shitty at playing instruments because then i get to make <laughs> it up as i go along
0: Right. Um, so I, I'm also fascinated by the song that it took you a year, that melody, I think you said, that took you a year to sing over. Do you yeah. find that something that takes that long, Is there a, does that motivate you more to finish? Or does at some point you just go, it's not happening. Like, if it's not happening after a year, I need to move on to something else.
1: Yeah, but I'm not really like... Um... I really try not to be like self punitive and that I wouldn't want to be like, that's shit. You're not kind. I I don't need to make those kinds of proclamations. Hmm. I just go, hmm, you're not ready yet. That's okay. We go over here and move on to the next one. Um, I I'm a sensitive person. I got to speak nicely to myself. <laughs> just so I've learned and uh, in, in order to, 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 for the muse to feel safe. Yeah.
0: So you can set things aside, y- you know, I, yeah, that's good. Cause for me, I, I, you know, there's some things I feel like this is a dead end. It's not going to go anywhere and I'll, I'll never come back okay. to it again. Um, I wish uh-huh. I were motivated to say, oh, I'm going to finish this through. But for me, it's just, yeah, I don't think this is happening, but it sounds like for you that you're, you'll, you'll more likely to see those things through, through to the end rather than say, yeah, I don't think this is going to work.
1: I'm more likely to keep trying it, and it. And if it's good, it'll keep coming back until the day I die. Uh, no. I, that's what I believe. Because after so many years, I used to just kick my own ass all the time and and be like, finish this, you know. <laughs> and and um, and then I wasn't happy with the results, and I'd be like, it was, it was better when i started it was better before i manhandled it you know what i mean and yeah. i just the delicacy for me and my process this is important uh and uh and and giving space like allowing space for lots of questions but that again there are songs that come back to me from years and years and years prior and i still i'm like yes I'll, I'll get to that i'll get to that i'm mm-hmm. And I will remember and I will get to it um, eventually because eventually the puzzle is going to complete itself. And um, but because I feel like for me, I I was raised um, at concerts. I was raised on songwriting. I was raised on um, word games, um, making up songs from like a really young age with my family. And that was instilled in me. So I have a good gauge and a good barometer and stuff, because I think that's, you know, that was how I was, you know, immersed, immersed. And then I chose as a young person and teenager to continue immersing myself in music, music, trusting that eventually I'm going to get the songs that are of my dreams. Um, And also the delusion that I might one day have a hit song. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well do you trust ideas and i again this is one of the things that i hear on both sides some songwriters tell me they don't trust ideas that come to them quickly um that those that the, the song ideas that the the most skeptical of are those that happen like that and others that say no those are the ones that i do trust the most by your facial expression it sounds like you trust the ones that do come quickly
1: yes i trust my intuition but i've honed my intuition over a lot of years as well and it's a lot more personal i think i i'm like you know I must be a terrible interview when it comes to songwriting process because i feel like the things that have most helped me in songwriting are that of self-improvement yeah just whatever that is and that's the only reason i have ever wanted to improve myself is to be better at songwriting and be better at accessing emotions um because I find that when I'm blocked, it's because there's a block in my personal growth. Hmm. Uh, but again, I'm not applying these like standards to everyone. I just, this is my process and and a lot of it. So when you say, do you trust the first thing? Almost always, yes. And I'm going to go and check it and be like, did someone already say that? I'm sure they did. Okay, right. if they did, then what is my take? Because my take is worthy. There There is nothing new to say there's a new twist um, and there are endless combinations um, to be heard from all walks of life. And it's always different. You see, you know, depends on who's singing it. Right. So things that I would like pitch to other people that I think, you know, because occasionally I'm like, you should, you should maybe, maybe you'd want to sing this or do you want to write this song with me? <laughs> and uh, I, because it's not necessarily for me. Mm. and that's yeah. always weird
0: uh cool what you said a few minutes ago reminded me of some writer has an adage that if it comes to you too, if it if a line comes to you too quickly someone probably already wrote it you know like mm. kind of what you were what Could you be. were saying um
1: well that's definitely the suspicion right i do understand that totally yeah. uh and and i and i think it's a good practice to make sure uh we're not plagiarizing um no.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, I forgot to ask you this, but are you, is there a certain time of day when you're most effective as a writer?
1: I really prefer late at night. I really prefer 10 to 2 a.m. Wow. But, um, you know, it's any time. And what I learned, it's it's when i am able to create space for myself and it's when and it's usually you know mood and um timing wise right uh it's usually just i just sit at my piano and guitar every day for just i just my job is to touch the instruments at least once a day and and do my voice exercises and whatnot And, and usually when I do that, I want to write. So that's, I try and keep it really simple for myself. Again, being that I'm a particular, I have a particular background. I have a particular type of lifestyle, uh, that is that of short attention spans. And, um, and I have to work with that rather than against it. Um, and, and I think it served me. Um, I think I've learned how to make it serve me, but, uh, but yeah, there's just like, a little bit of it only takes this as like tiny bit of discipline. And it's just like that: the belief in yourself and and interactions with community really important, right? Um, the other songwriters. Um, I read a lot of books by songwriters and um, and listen to podcasts and and watch documentaries. You know, actually, that's something that inspires me. Is I'll put on a documentary sometimes when I'm like I really want to write, but I feel weird. I'll put on a documentary too, even like, I don't know, Tom Petty, the running down a dream or something, or like one of of the Rolling Stones docs or something like that. Um, Those are always cool and inspiring. Um, Yeah.
0: Well, I think that makes sense. I mean, I grew up playing sports. And so when my friends and I would watch sports in high school, like we'd watch, you know, football. And when the football game is over that we watched, what's the first thing we wanted to do? go outside and play football. So I think yeah, it's the same, totally. you know, it's like when I when I I find the most motivating way for me to start to write is to read. And when I read, yes. Um, yes. I go, that makes me want to write. It just, it, because yeah. you're just, it, it's that same thing you're talking about, right? It's watching the documentary yeah. inspires you to continue the craft.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're humans here are, and I think artists are even more so experts at mirroring and being influenced and influencing right like that's it's a very human thing for us to just want to mirror each other and when we especially we see pleasure and we're like wait wait wait, i want to do that yeah <laughs> and so um yeah but reading books too is is so great and and especially for um free writing and journaling sometimes i'll write things that are not for a song more like a a piece, like a random yeah. piece that I'll never turn in. Anyone <laughs> that that I just want to write because I know that writing will go into uh, like formulating ideas, formulating um, or exploring what my opinions are on certain things um, in the written word. Will later come through in a song, and also meaning for meaningful conversations with people. Um, about like themes, you know, I have a lot of, a lot of friends that I consider to be really deep and, and, uh, and, and we talk a lot about self-improvement and that's where, you know, that's where the, the, the lyrics come in for me. Cause that's my angle
0: you did post I'm some one recent Instagram post where you talked about I think you started the post with you're a lover of words and a lover of language and that's why I was like yeah. I cannot wait oh, for this interview yeah. um yeah. so I always we have to talk books I mean I I how directly influential I guess this is a many multi-part question do you prefer specific genres specific authors um you know are they influential at all to you as a songwriter let's just talk about your reading habits
1: yeah so um i'm reading five different books right now uh, but they have their genre specific right i've got i've usually got like three self help books they would be like labeled self help but they're actually kind of like spiritual books right things like the untethered soul and um i have a book called Western Body Eastern Mind and and then I just finished the Lucinda Williams biography I read a lot of bios uh the Lucinda Williams Williams biography was just an autobiography it was it was immaculate it was just gorgeous and so inspiring um and that was cool she talked about growing up with writers at her house and stuff um poets and stuff and I grew up reading a lot of poetry too um I had an uncle who was a Jesuit priest and died very young, but he had these journals and he had Allen Ginsberg books and I stole them from my grandparents. And, um, so he, I'd never met my uncle Dan, but he got me into Ginsberg, E.E. Cummings. He was quoting E.E. Cummings in all his journals and then writing his own lyrics and whatnot. And, uh, and, uh, that had a big impact on me cuz that's how i kind of felt anyways was like i was like always like writing lyrics and hiding them under my mattress as a child <laughs> because they were like dark and who know you know i didn't want like my mom to be like worried <laughs> uh you know so yeah writing i'm reading a lot um i read a lot of musician books but then like last year i reread or maybe read for the first time true grit um the western yeah that quentin tarantino remade and i love that i love that tale i like i actually kind of return to the classics a lot cuz um i'm a big john steinbeck person and i love east of eden is like one of my favorite books of all time um and and I can't even say that, like, okay, the thing that influences, but here's the thing I'm always trying to draw from real writers. I call them real writers, right? Book writers, novelists. <laughs> um, I'm trying to, it, they do the best, like, show not tell that I've, like, ever seen, right? Yeah. And and um, and the way that, like, landscapes are described, and you talk about Steinbeck, right? Um, Him describing, you know, the Central Valley in California and, and then me living there and like, you know, seeing how he, how well he did that. Um, those are things that I just I didn't you know have to be learned and studied. Are, are how writers um, describe their environments, and uh, and again, it's like with poetry and music and lyrics. I I'm doing the dumb version of poetry, which so are you know very concise and much more simple, but. I've also, you know, from certain writers and especially from poets learned how to say a lot, a lot more in um, shorter form. Um, yeah. So what I'm reading a Grateful Dead book. I'm reading some Eastern spiritual books. And like I said, a lot of autobiographies. I have like the Je- there's a Jeff Tweedy book here. I'm, I need I'm about to crack.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm amazed. I can do two books at a time. You do five. I always, I always, I try to do, I've done three, but it still takes. but the problem is it takes me three times as long to finish those three books. So I'm always in this constant
1: deadline thing.
0: I know I, I, so I, what I'll do is I'm kind of like you and that is I'll read different genres. So I'm reading a nonfiction okay. book right now. Ooh. Um, and I'm reading uh, the Best American Short Stories book that was written last year. And kind of, I like those anthologies because there's like 25 different voices and I love to like see different styles Um, because I'm not the type of, like I'm the type of reader that when I finish something, my first instinct isn't to, oh, let me read something else by that person. It's let me read someone else. Um And so I like to read short yeah, stories because, cool. yeah, mm-hmm. um because I like to just to to get the different voices in there. And also because you can read a short story in a sitting and not feel yeah. like, you know, when I read a novel, I, I the problem with a novel is if you take a couple of days off, you've turned, you know, you feel like you got to go a couple of pages back and you have to review situate. Yeah. And it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, what's the point? So, um yeah, but that's I love that. Five is amazing i that i bow to you that's that's incredible but some of
1: them there are oh yeah i know i'm not just this is just an adhd thing i think but i uh i am not definitely putting a deadline on my deadline on myself to finish yeah books um especially the spiritual book spiritual books are more about like reading in the moment and applying um but but yeah no I don't I don't do the deadlines for myself thankfully which means I probably don't finish a lot of the books I start. I don't know if that's bad either. Um I'm just happy that I'm able to keep reading in a society that yeah. doesn't reinforce it, right? Uh yeah. but I do love the idea of the short story compilations. I have one that I have a few actually and that that gives me a great idea and a great recommendation. There's a short story collection um of Mark Twain stories that I've been reading. And um and it's good because you know some of them you like you'll be engrossed and get right through it. Some of them you don't attach to.
0: Yeah. And I feel like that's fine too, you know. I love that you love ee e. cummings i can count on probably a half a hand the number of songwriters um so my favorite love poem really? ever is somewhere <laughs> i've never um we actually had it read at our wedding it's the ee e. cummings poem somewhere i've never traveled gladly beyond that's what it's called yeah it, yeah th- that's so, in that, that line. last line no one not even the rain has such small hands that's the last yes. line in the poem yes i have goosebumps even I, saying that line yeah but oh he my loves, gosh, what a poem.
1: Beautiful, beautiful love poems, beautiful ah. odes to nature, you know? Yeah.
0: And yeah, I Incredible. love that you love E. Cummings. I just, I <laughs> don't hear that enough.
1: Well, I just, I mean, I think I just love the greats and I got lucky, right? I mean, my stealing my uncle's journals were one of the best things I ever did, best things I ever stole, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> i hear um the, the songwriters love ginsburg i hear ginsburg yeah. bukowski um yeah, yeah, Bonnegut, yeah, yeah. you know the people that you know the economy of language i mean the funny story is i interviewed jerry harrison of the talking heads about a month ago and i oh. quoted um an Allen Ginsberg line and he said Allen Ginsberg was a good friend of mine and i was like all right i'm done like I know, that's everything. Right, like, what do I say to that? You know, it's like, I'm quoting a line. He's like, yeah, he was a good buddy of mine. I was like, all right, so. Um, uh, that's pretty rad
1: that you're quoting a Ginsberg line, though. I gotta give you credit where credit due.
0: Well, it was something he talks about. I think the line is actually, it applies to songwriters. I think the line was, to learn your, to hear your own voice, you have to, no, to, to oh, to gain your own voice you have to forget about having it heard. Um, And and that's, it's it's not from a book. It's kind of when it, but he says basically, and I'd love to talk to songwriters about that line. And maybe that has to do with being self-conscious. Some songwriters take that literally like, you know, when you play, don't be self-conscious. Others see it much deeper than that. Um, as far as, yeah, I, so no, no, again, no. The, the
1: voice, I think he's talking about the writer's voice, right? Yes. Yeah. Right. yeah that, that's how I
0: yeah.
1: perceive that. Yeah. But I love that line.
0: It's it. like, yeah, you have to forget about, forget about having it heard. Um, exactly. So, yeah,
1: exactly. And in order to be maybe a little more brave, because that's what like finding our own, our own voice is about i think is being unique is also long perceived as being weird and not lovable yeah and that's just not the case when it comes to art um and writing you know uh to find our own voices is a very worthy journey and it it is brave um to step outside of the norm right yeah, stay outside of the norm.
0: And that's it for today's episode. Check back in a couple of weeks for a new episode. I do try to post these every two weeks, uh, sometimes with more frequency, sometimes with less. A lot of that depends on my work commitments, my family commitments, and also when artists can talk to me. It's not easy to get these interviews. Speaking of interviews, did you know this is a relatively new podcast? Uh, I only started podcasting about a year ago. Uh, well depending on when you're listening to this i should say 2022 but from 2010 to 2022 uh, all of my interviews were transcribed and they are all there archived for you to go down that deep rabbit hole so if you go to songwritersonpodcast.com and click on from the archives in the top at the top you'll see all of those transcribed interviews i think there's over 200 Uh, So go down that rabbit hole. There's a lot of great interviews there. Um, But uh, you'll find all of those there. Again, the podcast itself is relatively recent. So there's a lot, a lot of reading you need to be catching up on with those old interviews. Speaking of interviews, uh, if you have suggestions for interview subjects or want to comment or complain, anything like that, email me at ben at songwriters on process.com that's bet at ben at songwriters on process.com and that's it for today's episode this wraps it up thank you very much for listening and have a good one